Welcome to the Matched at Birth podcast, episode number one, my story. Before I get too much into my story, I wanted to first give you an overview of how this podcast is going to go to make sure this is something you want to subscribe to. This is going to be an online diary. I'm going to be updating you on my journey to answer a few questions. One, is destiny real? Two, are we born with a personal legend? Is this something that we find along the way? Are we really born destined to do what we do? Three, is there a soulmate out there for us? Was that person also born knowing that we were going to cross paths at a certain time in our life when we're ready? Or do we just fall in love with random people and there's not much behind it outside of that? And then four, lastly, are there others that have passed on the other side that are trying to help us achieve our goals, are trying to look out for us and give us support even though we don't know it's there? That is the goal for me. If you're interested in finding out more about these topics, then please subscribe. So let's get started with my story. You know, growing up, I think a lot of people in school knew exactly what they wanted to do. You know, in high school, there were people that said, oh, I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a doctor. Everybody had a clear vision of where they wanted to go. And when I was younger, I told my mom that I just wanted to help people. So I thought I'd be a police officer. And she was not having it. You are not getting shot over a pair of tennis shoes. My mother was just very strong-willed and did not want me going down that path. So growing up, I I didn't really have anything that I was pointed to as far as excitement about what I was going to do. So I tended to just watch you know, cop shows or crime shows. And that was pretty much how I kind of got my fix of seeing people be helped by others, I guess you could say. Now, there were three very important things that impacted my life. The first was September 11th, 1996. I remember the day vividly. I had received a call to come down to the hospital because my sister was in labor. So I drove down to the hospital and I come inside and everybody's in tears and I couldn't figure out why people were so upset. You know, I was a young kid. I'm thinking it's just a baby. What's the big deal? And then I picked my nephew up for the first time and I realized what it was like to love something more than yourself. I know they say that when you have a child, your life changes. I wasn't expecting that when my sister had a baby, that it would change my life, but it did. I ended up in a situation where I was living with them for a few years, and uh, as I was transitioning to another city, and I remember that, you know, I really bonded with my nephew, and I used to drive to work like an hour and a half each way, and I would worry about on the drive, you know, my nephew being safe while I was gone. I couldn't protect him when I wasn't there and always worried about something happening to him. My passion started to unfold from that connection with my nephew. I I went to a Get Motivated seminar 
on June 19, 2001, a few years later. And there were a few speakers there I was excited to see. One of them was John Walsh. I really loved America's Most Wanted. It was one of my favorite crime shows I used to watch religiously. And I was excited to hear him speak. I didn't know much about his story. I just knew that he had gone through a dramatic experience and it led him to go after child predators and criminals. As I was sitting there in the audience, I was at the Cow Palace and I was way at the top. It was not down the front. So I could barely make him out, but (laughs) I started to hear his story and I remember looking down and my body was covered with goosebumps. I just thought that's the man that I want to be. From that moment, I felt like it was the first time in my life that I had a connection of what I wanted to do in life. I wanted to follow in John's footsteps and do something for all children and not just my nephew. The challenge was, I really didn't know what that was going to be. But that question would soon be answered a few months later. On September 11, 2001, I was on the phone with my buddy Mike, and we were talking about what had happened, and we were upset like everybody was upset, and we were talking about hoping they can find people that were buried. And my buddy blurted out, well, if those people had GPS devices, they would know where to dig. And I remember all the air leaving my lungs. I'm like, that is it. GPS tracking for children, that's going to be the future to stop child predators and keep children safe. Well, back in 2001, GPS devices were massive. So it definitely wasn't feasible back then, but I knew that GPS had to play a vital role in the future. So I decided to try to prepare for the technology to get to where it needed to be. So I went and learned more about business. I started trying to you know, generate as much revenue as I could, trying my best to just be prepared that when the technology was ready, that I would be ready. So as time went on, I did see devices that came to market that were these massive click on pager style GPS devices that were so large that they stuck out like a sore thumb or they strapped them to the wrist or they they put them somewhere that were so visible that it would be the first thing that got discarded in abduction. In abduction, you see on the news or in the past, you know, typically the cell phone income technology is ditched immediately. So I knew that it just, it had to be very small. But as time went on, I realized that it wasn't going to be enough. GPS is important, but it's, it's not the solution. It's not the end-all, be-all. There were several factors that had to come together for the opportunity to really stop an abduction in progress. One of those things was the help of law enforcement. Uh, they had to be closely involved or it would not work. And then there's some other technology that was needed that wasn't quite ready yet. Now that technology has now since come to market. It's getting better and to the place where it needs to be. There's also some other technology that's starting to surface. It's not quite done yet, but it's kind of the final piece of the puzzle. And to bring all these pieces together, it's going to involve working with the police, working with the government, 
but we need all this technology to have an opportunity to stop an abduction. A large GPS device strapped to a child is not going to do it. I've been on this journey for years now. Today's the 17th anniversary of having the idea. And I decided it's time. Even though I'm scared and really not ready to put my story out there, I decided that this is a journey that I can't make on my own. I'm going to need support from others to get to the finish line. Over the next few podcasts, I'm going to start putting my story together and as to how I got here, where I'm at so far, what's been happening over the past couple of years, what I've got done. And I'm hoping that I can connect with some people that have the same passion that I do to stop child predators. And also, I do want to motivate others that are looking for that light at the end of the tunnel, wondering is there destiny out there somewhere waiting for them? Is there a soulmate that's going to change their life around that they haven't met? Do they have a personal legend they haven't discovered yet? If these are some of the questions that are puzzling you, are you wondering, are you alone? Is there people out there trying to help you that have already passed? All these questions have come up on my journey. So I'm going to answer those questions for myself. Now, if you know some of the subscribers reach out and want me to do some interviews or you know, dig a little deeper into certain subjects, I'll be happy to do that. But just consider this podcast as an online diary. It's going to be randomly updated. So please don't subscribe if you're looking for a weekly show to listen to. I'm not sure how often the frequency is going to be. I just know that it's, it's going to be random. It's going to be more centered around something happening where I can give you an update, whether that's love life or whether it's my personal legend, you know, something new that's happened. And sometimes I'll just maybe talk about how I'm feeling or, or what I'm going through on this journey. I'm really hoping by putting my story out there that I can give strength to others and let them know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. If you are struggling to find your personal legend, wondering what your place is in this world, what was your, what is your destiny, or just wondering where that soulmate is and if they're ever going to finally find you. I'm hoping that my journey may give others hope that are trying to answer the same questions that I am. So I appreciate you listening to this first episode. In the next episode, I'll get into a little bit more detail, some of the crazy stories, some of the things that have been going on since September 11th, what I've been working on for the past couple of years, and get you up to speed to what's happening up to today. If you're interested in asking me any questions or giving me positive energy, you can go to matchthatbirth.com. You can also contact me if you'd like to help me on my journey. I'm looking for a design house to help get the prototype built some software designers that understand blockchain, trademark and patent attorneys to take a look at some of the things I've put together to make sure that everything is solid. Or if you're just looking to volunteer some of your time to help with this project, anything is greatly appreciated. I thank you so much for listening and I hope you guys have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.